0: Getting us started on soccer and snow and smoke as we look back at the high school soccer season across the state of Montana. Hellgate Boys soccer coach Jay Anderson, and Jay is no stranger to this year in review podcast. He joined me last year. He would have joined me the year before that and the year before that too if this podcast had existed because the Hellgate Knights won their fourth straight state title over the weekend with a 1-0 victory in the state title game. Coach, first of all, just thank you for taking the time uh, the week after winning that state title game.
1: Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate um, being on the podcast.
0: We'll get into the details of that run in that championship game, but just can you put the accomplishment into perspective for me, how it felt for you after that? I mean, four in a row is just something that's so special.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, It's been a couple days now, and so thinking back on it, it's pretty amazing that my my team was in that position and uh just you know watching these these guys go through it and putting in all the hard work all season long was was pretty amazing when you think about it
0: yeah we talked before the season and it was a little bit of a change a little bit of a challenge for you guys at hellgate obviously coming off the back-to-back-to-back state championships you had sort of the great spine the experienced Core of the team last year, and you lost all those guys coming into this year. We talked about it before the season, but now looking back at it, what was it like to sort of bring that entire new team up and then be able to repeat again?
1: You know, it was it was really amazing, actually. Like uh, like you had mentioned, Andrew, it was a brand new team this year. Graduated fourteen seniors last year, so didn't really know what to expect. I knew we had the talent for sure. Um, these young guys are just amazing technical players um, but you know trying to put it all together and having a lot of these guys just gel for the first time in, in this first season was it was fun to watch and you could just see them getting a little bit better every single game getting a little bit more confidence every single game so it was it was a really fun season for me
0: Jay Anderson, head coach of the Class AA Boys champion, Hellgate Knights, joining us for soccer and snow and smoke. You'll hear from some of Jay's players, his captains, here on the podcast in just a minute. You'll also hear that interview on Nuanez Now. Talk to me a little bit about that playoff run and you guys 1-0 in the state final over Billing Sr., which was a team that I don't think a lot of people expected to see there against you in the final. That came after a 2-1 win in the semifinals against Billings West. I mean, you guys had to work for it those last couple of games.
1: Yeah, 100%. We we definitely knew that the East was tough. Um, you know, we we started with Belgrade, didn't know much about them. It was actually the very first time that we've ever met as a as two programs. Um, you know, they're a relatively new AA high school, but uh, but Billings West and Billings Senior. Uh, we knew they were good. We played them both last year in the playoffs. Um, and they're both extremely good squads. So even though, even though billing senior was third in their conference, uh, the difference between first, second and third place was two point difference. So we knew that whoever we got in the East was going to be really tough. And, you know, Speck at billing senior is an extremely good coach. And we knew that he would be as prepared as possible. And, um, we had to be patient and try to play our game as much as as much as we could. Kind of, uh, we we talked beforehand about those those pockets within the game where you know sometimes we'll have the momentum and sometimes they would have the momentum, and so we wanted to make sure that we were playing really good in our pockets of offense, and then when we were under pressure, that we we stayed organized and communicated well. I thought we did that this game.
0: Yeah, and Luca Musco with the winner for the Hellgate Knights in the state final there for the 1-0 win over Billings Senior. He's a guy you'll hear from in just a minute here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke to talk about that moment. But Jay, walk me through that play and what was that moment like for you?
1: Yeah, so the play actually happened because one of our our young players, Brady Reed, who plays, um, plays left attacking wing for us, he he received the ball actually within our own half, about 60 yards away from the goal, and just through a you know, pure act of brilliance on his part, he, he beat about five different guys down the sideline during this one play, got the cross ball in, and Luca himself made a fantastic run into the box, timed it perfectly for Brady's pass, and um, put it into the back of the net, just for the, the lone goal of the game.
0: That's the kind of moment, I mean, I think it speaks a lot to just the closeness and the quality of sort of the play around the state of Montana. I mean, that's the moment of quality that you need to separate yourselves in a tight game. And it was that goal that gave Hellgate a one nothing win over Billings Sr. in the Class AA Boys State Championship game for the fourth straight state title for the Knights. Head coach Jay Anderson just giving us a little rundown on soccer and snow and smoke. And Jay is, is there anything else, first of all, I guess, that you would want to say about this season?
1: You know, nothing more than what I've, I haven't mentioned already, just that I know every team puts in the work and all the coaches do their due diligence, but there was something really special about this particular group of guys that just, you know, made it extremely fun for me as a coach to come to practice every single day. Um... You know they have fun with each other. They're you know truly just great friends, almost like a family. And um, I just really enjoyed my time with them this year.
0: Yeah, Hellgate had the loss early in the season. They were 13 and one, but took that loss early in the season in their fifth game of the year against Helen Capital, three to two. Jay, just how did you bounce back from that one? Especially you know with the young team having a little setback that early in the season. What did you say to them, and, and how did you get them through that game? I mean, you guys didn't lose a game for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that game was really pivotal in the, just our you know, evolution as a team this year. Um, that game really just set the tone. Helena Capitals is a very good squad, and they, they took it to us that game. They, they beat us to the 50-50 balls. They were beat, big and strong. Um, they were better in the air on set pieces than we were. So there was a lot of things that we had to reflect on and, and do better at. And so, uh, you know, we really focused on a lot of those things for the second half of the season. And I thought, you know, when we played Capital the second time, we proved that we, we could beat a, a team of Capital's caliber. And that really set the tone for our playoff run.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, the next question is, you dealt with turning over the roster this year. You still made it to the top of the mountain now you've got all of those guys or a lot of those guys coming back. What's the ceiling for this team as sort of the years going on? What are you looking forward to now about next year?
1: Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited because the, the talent is definitely there. Um, you know, it gets gets harder every year to try to defend that title or to try to stay at the top. And so, if uh, if these guys come back again next year with with level heads, and they put in equally as much work as they did this year. There's no reason that we can't be vying for that top spot
0: again. It's Jay Anderson. He's the head coach of one of the great running sports dynasties in Montana sports right now the Hellgate Knights boys' soccer team rolling to their fourth straight state title with the 1 0 win over Billing Senior in the state title game just last weekend. Jay's a great friend of the podcast. This is not his first time appearing. Jay, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for always being willing to come on with me. And uh, it's great to be talking with you after another state title. Congratulations, man. Thanks very
1: much, Andrew. I appreciate it.
0: Now let's hear from some of Jay's players who helped the Hellgate Knights win their fourth straight state title. The Hellgate Captains. Julio Steyer, Henry Pierce, and Luca Musco. In an exclusive interview with Coulter Nuanez of Nuanez Now, Coming up right after this.
2: Henry Pierce, Julio Steyer, and Luca Musco here from the Hellgate boys soccer team. And uh, how about a four-peat? That sounds pretty good. Hellgate won their fourth consecutive Class AA State Championship over the weekend. A uh, one nothing win over Billings Sr. Uh, to secure the victory. Uh, guys, thanks so much for being here. Uh, how you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, Well, uh, we got three of them in here, so we're going to rotate the mics all the way around. Um, So we'll start with you, Julio. First of all, uh, just tell us about what this has been like. I mean, it's always tough when you're the champions and then you're trying to repeat as champions. Take us through just kind of the mindset of this season, because you guys kind of have this target on your backs now. So how are you guys able to kind of get to the end here?
3: I mean, it was sort of tough going into it because we had lost... Um, 14 seniors, right?
2: Big in, senior class last year. Yeah.
3: And not a single one of the players on the team was a starter from the team last year. So, you know, we didn't know right away if we could do it, but pretty soon we saw that we had like a technical squad and, um, you know, we all had that goal in mind cause we knew it had never been done before. So, you know, early in the summer, we got out there and we started working towards that goal.
2: And Luca, when you when you do sort of see this opportunity ahead, and you realize okay, all these guys are leaving, but it's kind of going to be a new team, but kind of our team. How did you go about sort of getting ready for that, and then sort of realizing it was your turn?
4: Honestly, you kind of just have to adjust, I guess. Losing that many kids, we only had I think seven or eight players who had played varsity before, and all of us had like limited playoff experience, so it was definitely like a tough road we had many obstacles to go over we obviously had that one loss in the regular season that uh hadn't really happened before it had been a while so kind of we all just had like a mindset and we had to go in we had to win with the targets on our back even though we lost 14 seniors and julio uh you guys
2: got pressed this year quite a bit so come on up here you can come on up to the mic uh you just grab that thing and just take it right up to you we actually don't think we've ever had three guests at once. so This is a great challenge for us here at ESPN Radio as well. Uh, but you guys got pressed all year, and then uh, in the semis it was coming all the way down to it, and then you scored the big goal. So uh, how big of a relief was that?
5: It it was a big relief, putting us up 2-0. Um, it put a lot of pressure off of us and off of our defense, they got one back later in the game, but it ended up being enough to, to win the game. So
2: and on that same dynamic, I mean it seems like there's an expected level of, of excellence at Hellgate Soccer. Is that stressful to try to sort of maintain?
5: It can be a little bit, but You guys seem to love it though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice to have those expectations, just something to live up to. We
2: got a trio from the Hellgate Soccer team in studio. They win their fourth consecutive uh, Class AA uh, State Championship this last weekend. Um, Julio, how how do you think this team was different than the teams in the past? I mean, how how did you kind of make this team your guys' own?
3: I mean, I think besides the fact that we were a very young team overall, you know, we had a lot of sophomores, uh, a fair bit of juniors, only six seniors. Um, Besides that, and, you know, it's sort of connected, but I think that we were also just... Uh, A team that could easily be molded. And so, you know, early on, we went to a tournament in Seattle and um, that didn't go super well, but we were still super disorganized. And throughout the season, our coach Jay, you know, he really just worked with us slowly and got us to where we needed to be by the end of the season to win it all.
2: And Luca, talk about Jay then. I mean, Coach Anderson is one of the best in the biz. I mean, you he guys, Hellgate's been to nine straight state championship matches. So, uh, what about his coaching style that kind of gets you guys to this point? How? What? What factors does uh, his program sort of play into your guys' success?
4: I feel like he brings like a level of intensity I haven't had with any other coach, and there's always like an expectation from him that you've got to be your best every day at practice and in a game, and there's like no day off. Pretty much, you have to be mentally prepared every time you go to practice. Just the standards are really high from a team that you know wins a lot. We've gone to the finals quite a lot of times, and I think having this high expectation makes us a winning team.
2: And uh, Julio, um, take us through the, the state championship match then, because you guys were yeah, going back and forth, and uh, it must have been pretty tense for you, but... You guys had this same experience last year, too. I mean, this came down the wire and then went into extra time last year. So um, just just take us through. What was it like?
5: Um, we were lucky to get the goal or early, um, and that did not happen last year. So a lot of our, you know, end of the first half, end of the second half, it was a lot of defending. It wasn't as pretty of soccer as, as most of our other games, but we – We kept the ball out of the net, so yeah.
2: I mean that that, that's such a key when you talk about um, soccer too, right? In a championship atmosphere, if you get the goal early, you sort of can go away from, you know, playing the beautiful game, so to speak, and and then you're just fighting for your life, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I
2: mean, uh, Henry, does that is that hard? Is it hard to figure that out?
5: Um,
3: I I think that while we would like to. you know, play our style of soccer the whole game. Sometimes you do just need to sit in and, you know, let it be theirs to try to win and ours to just defend and do the little things that stop them from getting a goal back.
2: Luca, does this feel different than, than in years past?
4: Uh for me, honestly, it feels as like a player who had not as much of a big position last year on the team and then versus this year getting to play for most of the season. It, I definitely feel more accomplished as a person, but the feeling of winning a state championship is the same every time. It's a great feeling.
2: Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Hellgate Boys Soccer in studio with us. Henry Pierce, Julio Steyer, and Luca Musco here from uh, the Knights. They won their fourth straight state championship over the weekend. one nothing over Billings Senior uh, to get the job done. A footy 15 presented by Flanagan Motors. Flanagan Motors locally owned and operated for more than 50 years and also been supporting soccer around the Hellgate and uh missoula communities for uh, more than 50 years as well a question for for each one of you that i mean he, i guess uh luca just mentioned this but but for the other two i mean what do you what does this mean to you i mean we'll we'll start with you uh what does this mean to you to to get another one uh, and and keep this streak going
3: I mean, it means a lot. Similar to Luca, I did not have a very large role on the team last year. In fact, I only suited up for one game, got called in at the end of it. And as a senior, it's a, you know, it's like a memory that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, It was great to be able to win it uh, my last year playing and also, you know, make history.
5: How about for you? Yeah, kind of similar to what Julio was saying. Um, I've been playing Hellgate soccer for four years. Um, It was my senior season, so... Every time I stepped on the field, I wanted to give it everything I had just to, so I didn't have any regrets later on.
2: Well, very cool. It's uh, It's been cool to watch you guys, and it, it is so interesting, too, because it's never as easy as it might seem. You guys seem to always cruise at, into the state championship match, but I know it takes a ton of hard work. So uh, congratulations to all you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Missoula Hellgate, the state boys' soccer champions for the fourth year in a row, nine title matches in a row. For the night, it's very impressive—a uh, dynasty in uh, Class AA high school sports here around the state of Montana.
0: Thanks for being here, guys.
5: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: Switching over to look at the girls' Class AA state championship now. Joining me is Joel Gainey, head coach of the Bozeman Gallatin Raptors, who beat Missoula Sentinel three to one to clinch the first Class AA state title in program history. When I say that, it sounds bad, but of course, it's only been three years there. So what an accomplishment for Joel and for all the players over there at Bozeman Gallatin getting that first trophy in program history. Joel, man, first of all, thank you for taking the time today.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for doing this podcast. I think it's awesome.
0: For sure. I I just wanted to ask you, first off, I wasn't expecting you guys to be playing Missoula Sentinel in the state championship game. Walk me through the process of preparing for them and then, you know, going out and winning that game.
6: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as the season went on, we started looking and, and glancing a little bit at the Western Conference and seeing what was, what was going on on that side of the state. Uh, it's always difficult because we never get to see any of those teams and play them during the year. Um, but looking at the results and having played Sentinel last year in the quarterfinal, I was a little surprised to see them about halfway through the season not near the top. Um, but then I actually saw uh, Dan Lockridge at, at a youth soccer tournament uh, club tournament in Helena uh, and he kind of filled me in that they had had some injuries um, and following them along they they definitely turned it on strong at the at the end of the year um, so seeing them have success through the playoffs I think wasn't necessarily a surprise after hearing that um, so as far as preparing for for them goes I mean we had seen them last year uh, they had a, a lot of key players return from last year so we kind of were somewhat familiar with them and how they like to play um, and i had seen some film on them as well and so knew they were a good team so knew it was going to be a good match
0: yeah and then in that state championship game you guys were able to get off to an early lead walk me through the process of, of then trying to manage that game and, and put it away and hold on to it
6: yeah, we started the game really well. I think the first 10 or 15 minutes was kind of all in our attacking half. Uh, we were creating chances, doing really well, keeping possession, uh, counter-pressing and able to win the ball back right away when we lost it. Uh, and I think we were just kind of all over it. Um, I think we took them a little bit by surprise in the beginning. Um, and we were also fortunate enough. Uh, Olivia, Olivia Collins, um, she was able to pick the ball up around midfield turn and, and dribbled a couple people and got herself into the box and, and finished a chance low and into the corner, which is, is not easy to do on, uh, on Cassidy because Cassidy's an awesome goalkeeper. Uh, so to be up one, nothing fairly early in the game was huge. Um, we sustained a little bit of pressure as the half went on. Uh, Sentinel did a good job. I think adjusting after that point, um, and then in the second half, right off the start of the second half, they got a corner kick. And uh, corner kick's and kind of been our, our nemesis defending a little bit this year uh, and in the playoffs. And they, they finished a the corner kick, did a good job, and made it uh, 2-1. We scored right before halftime, which was also crucial. And we kind of had to manage the game and absorb a little pressure from there and and try to, try to soak it up. Uh, I think we did a, a really good job of preventing – high quality scoring chances as the game went on uh, and throughout the game and kind of limited Sentinel to shots from outside um, and kept them uh, where we knew they weren't as dangerous. Um, Another super crazy thing in the game was Olivia, uh, who's kind of like our our key goal scorer as the season went on. She kind of got hurt halfway through the first half uh, and wasn't able to play at kind of the same level that she had been playing to start the game uh, and throughout the season. So we kind of we had to sub her out in the second half. Uh, we wrapped her quad. She kind of just took like a knot in, in her in her quad uh, and couldn't really sprint as well. Um, but talking to her on the sideline after we had pulled her out and she wrapped her her thigh, uh, the trainer wrapped her thigh, and she was like, "I really want to go back in." We were like, "Okay, let's go for it." So we put her back in, uh, and within a minute and a half, she scored our third goal, uh, and, and we quickly subbed her back out. Um, but she. Um she's, she's just awesome. She's unreal at, at at creating chances, finishing chances, and kind of really helped us close out the game too.
0: Yeah, a couple great storylines coming out of Bozeman Gallatin's 3-1 win over Missoula Sentinel to clinch the Class A Girls State soccer title. But let's talk about Olivia Collins. One of the greatest seasons that I think I've ever seen this year, 33 goals in the regular season, nine more in the playoffs, including, as you mentioned, two in the state championship game. She's a senior this year, committed to Boise State to go play Division I college soccer next year. Just tell me about her and her style of play and what it is that allows her to succeed at such a high level.
6: Yeah, she's, she's so competitive. She's so driven to succeed, um, and she works so hard. Uh, and I think things that really set her apart, um, She's she's obviously really quick. And her first, like, five steps are super fast. Uh, but I also think she, she moves earlier than other players. I think she just sees it earlier. And I think her movement off the ball is really what sets her apart there. Um, and she's really good at, at finding the ball in between the lines, but also super amazing at running off the back shoulder uh, and finding it in behind. Um, and, yeah, last year she had an amazing year and was Gatorade. State Player of the Year. Uh, and this year, I think she crushed that and, and did even better. Yeah, what an unreal season she had.
0: I would imagine she'll be named the Gatorade Player of the Year again in Montana. And I, I imagine that having a player like her with the skill and the versatility allows you as a coach to do lots of different things, knowing that she'll be successful sort of at whatever role you put her in.
6: Yeah, it really opened it up for us. And I think key to the way we played was was, was our midfield. And I think. Her being such a threat really opened up our midfield and allowed us to control games in that way. Uh, and then we could find her and find and utilize other threats that we have as well. Um, but, yeah, she was she was amazing. I think even our first year as a sophomore, uh, she was Eastern Conference Player of the Year. And then the second year, obviously, everyone knew who she was and really set out to stop her. And uh, I think she proved last year and this year that, that they couldn't really. I mean, she was just that good and that dominant.
0: No doubt. She was part of a group of seniors, and this is sort of the other big storyline coming out of your win. Part of that group of seniors that went all the way to the state championship game last year and lost by, to Billings West in a really good, close game. I think it was one nothing in that state championship game last year. What was it like coming into this season with sort of the specter of that loss hanging over you from last year?
6: Yeah, we we definitely... You know, we talked about it, but we tried not to stress on it too much—the loss from last year. But I, I know it was the final was the bidding game against a, another very good team. Billings West last year was was unreal, uh, and I think we gave them everything we had, created chances, and things just didn't fall our way in the final. We lost one nothing, um, but it was a great game. Uh, nothing to be ashamed about. And then going into this year, yeah, the seniors—I think they just they knew that they've been working for this for three years and, and that we could do it and that we could sustain it for, for the season. And, uh, uh, kind of all season long our the goal that we set out ahead of ourselves was we just want to be in a spot where we'd make it to a playoff game when we're in a position to win that playoff game. And then if we win that playoff game, we need to be in a position to win the next playoff game. We just kind of took it one game at a time, but uh, really strung together a great super consistent season.
0: Joel Ganey, the head coach of the Bozeman Gallatin Raptors, joining us on Soccer and Snow and Smoke shortly after the Raptors wrapped up the first state title in program history with a 3-1 to win over Missoula Sentinel last weekend. And Joel, just anything else to mention about this season, this accomplishment that you and your girls pulled off this year? Any other players on the team you wanted to give shout-outs to? I mean, just anything else that you wanted people to know about your team and your run this year?
6: Yeah, I think so super proud of the team and for the work they've put in over the last three years. Uh, I think all the players contributed. Um, we, had, we had younger and older players step up. Um, seniors, Indigo Andreessen w- was huge for us. Uh, she just committed to play at Colorado Mesa, which was awesome. Um, uh, we had Paris Follett, the center back. Uh, we had Avery Smith, who, who played goalkeeper, and, and she came back from an ACL injury about four or five games into the season was when she was able to return, uh, which I think was also huge for us. Um, uh, But even before she came back, Izzy Donahue, I think did great in goal for us um, and stepped up when we needed her Um, uh, on the back line as well. I think we had Anna floor and Sophie Archer uh, center mid, Grace Emmert was kind of our holding mid. Uh, We really, we only gave up I think seven goals in conference and, and, they really held it down for us. Um, Kira Sukamoto, uh, Maddie, Maddie Andreessen. So Indy's younger sister did really well in the midfield for us too, especially down the stretch. Uh, and then I, I definitely can't forget uh, Emory streets, I think was like the third highest point scorer as a sophomore uh, in our conference. Uh, she was up top with Olivia and, and uh, really kind of did her thing and, and did awesome for us as well. Um, I'd say, honestly, the thing that I'm most proud of is I think all the players, they really got along. Uh, They were good friends on and off the field, um, really trusted each other and really worked hard, and I think they all took really good memories away from the season.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned you you did have a lot of seniors this year, but it sounds like you have some talent coming back next year as well. But just what's the challenge there inherent in you know, now you're the team at the top. You're the one that everybody's chasing. The mindset sort of switches once you've won one, and now you're coming back next year, right?
6: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I just realized, I forgot to mention Natalie Sipas, who, who was really big for us, too. I think she had the most assists in, in the conference. Um, but the, the mentality is definitely different. I think sometimes it's easier coming from a spot of you're the underdog, and you can exceed expectations. Uh it's definitely a lot harder when expectations are high and you have to meet those expectations. But but I think that's a good challenge, too. And I think uh, I think high school is always a little bit of a, a rebuilding process. I mean, we lost some seniors that were really key to us last year. Uh, we're obviously, we're going to lose big seniors this year, too, and uh, something that we'll have to figure out and figure out how we're going to move forward from there.
0: Yeah, it's a thing that happens every year, certainly in high school sports. Joel Ganey, the head coach of the Bozeman Gallatin Raptors, joining us after the Raptors won the first Class AA state title in program history, 3-1 win over Missoula Sentinel last weekend. Joel, thank you so much for your time, for setting this up, for being willing to talk and share a little bit of your your insight and uh, your memories from that great state championship run. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now let's shift our focus to the Class A ranks. Where on the boys' side, Columbia Falls won its first state title since 2005 and snapped its rival Whitefish's streak of four straight state titles. The Wildcats with a 5-2 win over Livingston in the state title game. Sea Falls head coach O'Brien Bird will join me to talk through that run that saw the Wildcats go wire-to-wire wire as the number one team in the state. They were number one in the season opening polls despite Whitefish's run of four straight state titles. They beat the Bulldogs twice in the regular season and then ran through the state tournament to finish that historic run. We'll also talk to Nolan Trafton, the head coach of the Billings Central Girls. The Rams, the dominant power in the state in Class A girls soccer, but they'd been through a little bit of a dry spell recently. This year's class of seniors for Billings Central had never won a state title, but they fixed that in dramatic fashion. In the title game, the winning goal with under five minutes to go as the Rams beat Whitefish 2-1. to one. To secure the 10th state title in program history, O'Brien Bird from the Columbia Falls Boys, Nolan Trafton from the Billing Central Catholic Girls. Coming up right after this, but first, a word from our sponsors. <music> Soccer and Snow and Smoke wouldn't exist without the great support of our sponsors. Just wanted to give a shout out to each and every one of them. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you in part by Zootown Sports Cards, Missoula's hub for all things sports card and memorabilia collecting. If you've ever thought about getting into collecting soccer cards, it's a hobby that's growing more and more with every year. Go down and talk to Hillary and Jason at Zootown Sports Cards 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Last time I was in there, I picked up some cards from the Topps Merlin set, which I think they have rights to the UEFA Champions League and the Europa League and the Europa Conference League. So a fun set there, and I managed to pull some inserts of a couple young United States men's national team stars. Giovanni Reina, the young midfielder for Borussia Dortmund, as well as Malik Tillman, who's now playing for Rangers in Scotland. It's about time for me to head back on down to Zootown Sports Cards, check out what they've got for the upcoming FIFA Men's World Cup this winter. I'm sure they'll have plenty of cards from various national teams around the world, so if that sounds like something that interests you, make sure to check out Zootown Sports Cards, 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is also brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Use their expertise and experience as a broadband and wireless internet provider to fit all your communication needs. Blackfoot Communications, providing quality home and business internet and phone services throughout Montana and Idaho. Blackfoot is a great supporter of everything that we do here at ESPN Missoula, as well as at SkylineSportsMT.com. Blackfoot also the proud digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics. We'll have one more Grizzly soccer update coming up for you on soccer and snow and smoke here, and we'll keep on updating you. And introducing you to the players and coaches of Grizz Soccer throughout the offseason. That's brought to you in part by Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is also brought to you in part by Cambie Tap House and Coffee. With two great locations in the Garden City. Fall is the season to flourish at Cambie Tap House. So grab your friends and swing by either of Cambie's two locations. One on South Higgins Avenue and one in the Sawmill District. To sample their carefully selected, always rotating menu of Fall Taps. There's always a great selection of beers for you to try at Canby Tap House if you're more of a wine drinker. They've got that for you as well. And great food. So go ahead and visit Canby Tap House at either of their locations. One on South Higgins Avenue right across from South Campus Stadium, the home of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. And the other in the Sawmill District right across from Ogren Park. Big thanks to all of our sponsors here at Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Helping me bring you the best content about the beautiful game from across the Treasure State. Now back to soccer and snow and smoke as we visit with the Class A state champions, starting with Columbia Falls boys soccer head coach O'Brien Bird. Rolling on into a look now at the Class A boys soccer championship, and joining me is O'Brien Bird, the head coach of the Columbia Falls Wildcats, who won their first state title since 2005 with a 5-2 win over Livingston in the final. On Saturday, and O'Brien joined me before the season when Columbia Falls was ranked number one. We've talked throughout the season, but what an accomplishment for him and his Wildcats up there, officially ending their rival Whitefish's streak of four straight state titles, and Columbia Falls winning the first one since 2005. So, O'Brien, man, thank you so much for coming on.
7: Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. Uh, I tell you what, um, this. This program hasn't had a ton of attention uh, just because it's been so long. So I think uh, it's much deserved to to just recognize what these young men have accomplished. And um, it's my pleasure to join you, Anthony. Thank you.
0: Of course, man. Just walk me through what it's feeling like now after, you know, we talked about it before the season. You guys were number one ranked in the polls. You knew you had this goal in front of you. What does it feel like now that you've accomplished that and you've got the trophy in your case?
7: Well, I tell you what. Right after the game was over, for me, it was just this massive wave of relief because the the pressure of the pressure of any coach that's worth his worth his weight is uh, you know it's you don't want to let the boys down, you you want to set them up for success. You you want to make sure that. We don't falter when when, when it's time to execute. So there's a lot of pressure, and I'm going to say it was exactly a year of it. After we lost the whitefish a year ago, we already kind of put ourselves up there as, okay, we're positioned to win this thing in 2022. So it's just a lot of pressure. So for me, I was just a smile as big as the – as big as the eye can see, and then a, just a big sigh of relief. Uh, and the boys, of course, was just pure euphoria, joy, uh, smiles, laughter, just amazing. And then, then quite a while after the game, and then the next day after the game, I started to smile <laughs> and have a lot more fun and relax just knowing that we did it.
0: Yeah, walk me through that state championship game. I know you guys were probably expecting to see Whitefish there, but Livingston knocked them out in the semifinals. What was it like going into that game? What happened in that game? I mean, you guys were were up big early and sort of saw it out from there.
7: Yeah, you know, the the key to the whole, the the key to the performance was the attitude and mentality of my boys coming out right at the whistle. The attitude was, no one's going to take this from us. The attitude was we're the best team. We're going to play loose. We're not going to play tight. We're not going to be nervous. We're going to play with a smile on our face and just give everything. And right from the whistle, Livingston was on the back foot and just kind of taking it from – just taking a beating. And uh it took us 20 minutes or so to, 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 to go ahead, but it was just one-way traffic. I mean, probably 95% possession. Livingston had one or two chances in those – those opening minutes and then we probably had a, a dozen in the first twenty and then finally put one away. Um, and then it was just like a landslide of goals. Kyle Dale Blicken scored the first goal, and then Kyle Lawn scored a hat trick in the first half. I mean, I, I don't I'm not gonna look that deep into this, the history of that, but I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that's probably never happened before. A first half hat trick in the in a championship game, it's insane. And it happened in nine minutes. Then we went in at halftime, really relaxed, smiling, talking about what's worked really well. And then I also thanked the boys because I really wanted to get as many guys in the game as I could just because after these seniors leave, we're going to rely on on our our younger players that have some experience. So I thanked them at halftime that they were to put us in a position where I could probably get everybody in. And thankfully, I was able to get – all 20 guys in. All nine guys off the bench played, including my third-string goalkeeper in the last 15 minutes, who made five saves. So that Livingston scored two in the second half. We scored one in the second half, and you know, we're, we we did it. No more uh, no more state championship droughts in Columbia Falls, Montana.
0: Tell me a little bit more about. Kai, because he's a guy you know if you read the stories, he's a guy who actually got hurt in that state championship game last year against Whitefish, had to come back and work his way all the way back just to get another chance at it. So what a moment for him, uh, with the hat trick then in the state championship.
7: Yeah. I mean, just like you mentioned just like you mentioned, it he broke his back last year and didn't and even missed the first third of our season. But what We know about Kai Golan, even as a freshman, he always comes up in big games. His freshman year, he scored the game winner to get us to the final uh, against Billing Central. He scored the game winner in the semis as a freshman, and then a sophomore in the state championship, scored a goal, had an assist, and then this year, just unreal, had three goals and an assist, and just a dominant performance. He is he is the best player in the state of Montana.
0: Yeah, what a great comeback for him and to cap it off there with the state championship. And, and O'Brien, I mean, you've been there. You've been building this program up for a while. What was it about this team this year that, that was the one to break through?
7: Yeah, it's, I mean, aside from our track record, I mean, we've only lost to one team in the last three years. The last three years, we've only lost to one team, Whitefish. So we've already been at the top. We're just one notch from the very, very tip top. So it, it, it's not a surprise. I mean, the preseason polls, it was obvious that we were the best team. We only graduated one senior. Here's, here's, where, here's where I want people to understand high school sports. Just because you're number one on paper. Just because your parents, your neighbors, your friends, your teachers, your coaches say you're the best, maybe some of their friends and teachers are telling them they've already won it. So the battle to maintain a resilient mentality, despite all that you're hearing as a young man, and actually get out there on the biggest stage under all the pressure and to execute is, I tell you what, it, it's not to be honest, it's just not common. I know I'm a good coach with a friend in Sandpoint, Idaho. Sandpoint, Idaho's head coach. They were ranked number 1 in the state. They went in then no one undefeated season. They went into the quarterfinals against the number 3 seed and lost. It happens every year in March Madness. The number 1 seed gets knocked out in the first or the second round or the number three or the number two seed. It happens even at the college levels. So I'm so proud, and I, 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 I singled out one single word that made it possible for us to really do it, and it's resilience. These guys have lost to Whitefish three years in a row. They've been to the game three times. They've been to the, the, big, the chipper three times. The last two, they lose in just a devastatingly fashion, just devastating. Lots of pain and anguish, embarrassment. But here they are, coming back for more. And a journey like that carved out of pain and loss and defeat and some really good times too, could just only do nothing but build resilience.
0: O'Brien Byrd, head coach of the Columbia Falls Wildcats, who finally broke through with a 5-2 win over Livingston in the Class A Boys Soccer State title game last weekend. Coach, you, you've mentioned them a lot. Were you a little bit disappointed not to see Whitefish there for you in the final? You beat them twice this regular season en route to an undefeated regular season, but Livingston got them in the semifinals, so you didn't get to play them in the final. Were you a little bit disappointed in that? It sure would have
7: felt good, right, Andrew? It sure would have felt like vindication. Um, but I, I called it at the beginning of the season. Whitefish has got a young team, and we know what it's like to be the number two in the north and to go on the road and beat these number one teams beat on the road. It takes resilience. It takes mental toughness and focus. And Whitefish, those boys, were never put in that position until this year. And we are used to that position, Andrew. So... I wasn't sure they were going to be able to escape that semifinal. Unfortunately, they didn't. Unfortunately, we weren't able to play in the state championship. It just kind of goes to show you just how hard it is to be the second seed out of the North and actually make it to the final.
0: What's it going to look like next year? Because we know that Whitefish will be coming back. Like you said, they had a young team this year. Who do you have coming back next year? And what does it look like now that you're going to try to, to repeat on that success?
7: Well, thank goodness we've got the best player in the state of Montana coming back for one last year, and uh, Kai Galon, and we do have a young team. But I tell you what, it's the it's the best young team I've coached. Um, three years ago, I started five sophomores and a freshman. That's six underclassmen in a state final, and I tell you, next year's team is going to be a much better team than that se- that season. So we've been building and building so that we don't have to rebuild. We can we can reload every every year and we've got class after class filled with great athletes and great soccer players coming through the ranks.
0: Yeah, is it different for you though? I mean, now you're in Whitefish's position. I mean, you're the team that everybody's going to be shooting for next year. They'll have you know, film and scouts on you guys, of course. Is it just going to be different off the field in terms of what you guys are dealing with?
7: Oh, it's going to be like, we're, we're now, we got a year under our belt being used to the number one. Now next year we're going to have the pressure of being number one, but also defending state champs. And I tell you what, that does a lot for the confidence.
0: It's O'Brien Bird, head coach of the Columbia Falls Wildcats, wildcats class a boys soccer champions for the first time since 2005 after they beat livingston five to two in the state championship game on saturday O'Brien oh, man i'll let you go but thank you so much for coming on and talking about that state championship win thank you so much for contributing here to soccer and snow and smoke throughout the season
7: my pleasure andrew thanks for always keeping an eye on us over here go cats
0: Wrapping up our look at state champions across the state here on soccer and snow and smoke. Joining me, head coach Nolan Trafton of Billing Central, Billing Central winning the Class A state championship, the 10th state championship in team history with the 2-1 win over Whitefish last weekend. And Nolan, a little bit of an exciting game there to, to wrap up the season. It was close the whole way.
8: Yeah, it sure was. I mean, first, thanks for having me on. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great game. Um, really competitive from the first whistle to the final whistle.
0: Was that what you were expecting out of Whitefish? I mean, I know I've talked to Roland Benedict, Whitefish's head coach, a couple times throughout the year. I know that he thought he had a really good team. Were you expecting it to be that that close and competitive?
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, any time you play in a championship game, um, you know, you have to respect the opponent and, and expect that, that it's going to be a close game like that. And Whitefish uh, is a great team. And, and they play a great style of soccer, and I was not surprised at all that it was a close game like that.
0: What did you do to try to to scout and prepare for them? I mean, did you guys play the way that you have been all season? Did you make any tweaks for them going into it? Yeah, I mean, we,
8: we pretty much played them straight up. Um, you know, I remember early on in the season having a conversation with, with some of the leaders on the girls team, and Um, they, I, I proposed to them, you know, a couple uh, ways that we could approach this season. We could, um, you know, try to play matchups, um, scout teams, play some matchups, um, or we could stick with what we know and and what we do best and, um, just play teams straight up and, and just kind of say, you know, this is what we're going to do. Try to beat us. And, um, that approach they wanted to take. So. Um, going into Whitefish, um, I, I did my, my role as a coach and, and did some, some film watching. I I saw that they were a very good team, uh, recognized the formation they play, um, and then just, you know, did some coaching uh, of our defense of just how to prevent um, some of their fast breaks, um, which I think we did a great job of um, on Saturday. And um, fortunately, we got the win.
0: Yeah, and as we mentioned, just a, a great game that came down to the wire. You guys scored first. They tied it up, I think, either right before or right after halftime, and you guys are going down. You're getting into the final 15, the final 10, even the final five minutes without having a goal, and then eventually Lauren Dole breaks through for you guys with a great shot from the right side of the box. Just what were the emotions around that moment? What, what was it like down on the field when that goal goes in to give you guys a 2-1 lead with, I, I think, less than five minutes left in that game?
8: Yeah, I think there's, there's about four and a half left. Um, you know, my, my mind as a coach, um, a little bit of relief, but then um, instantly thinking, how are we going to defend these last four and a half minutes? And um, the week leading up to that game, we had practiced situations exactly like that. And we had spent two or three days uh, practicing. You know, we just, we just went up 1-0, 2-1, whatever it is, with about five, ten minutes to play. Um, how are we going to defend this? Um, how are we going to be soccer smart? How are we going to use our soccer IQ to protect the lead?
0: Yeah, and then I guess the follow-up question would be: Once you guys finally did see it out and you locked down those last four and a half minutes, what were the emotions there at the end of the game for you?
8: It was it was really exciting. It, it really was. It was it felt right. Um, I, I really believe that, that this group earned their state championship um, from day one until you know the the final whistle uh th- this group of seniors um has worked so hard the last four years and and this was their first one and and they certainly earned it and they certainly deserve it
0: nolan trafton who's the head coach of billing central catholic girls soccer team the rams coming off a state championship last weekend with the two to one win over whitefish in the class a state title game and Nolan, just tell me a little bit about the year that you guys had this year. I mean, what were the expectations like coming into the season for you? And you guys had a great regular season.
8: Yeah, it was a it was a team with a lot of hungry seniors. We had seven seniors this year. Um, they they had not won a state championship previously, um, and that that's something that um, it's kind of rare for for Billing Central girls soccer. Um, you know, winning nine previous state championships. Um, so this group was really hungry for a championship. Um, there were high, high expectations coming into the year. Um, we uh, had, you know, difficulties like every team does with, with injuries and, and little setbacks here and there. Um, but I'm really proud of the way the girls responded. Uh, there was one moment in particular that really sticks out throughout the season. And, um, you know, we play Laurel twice a year, another very good team. And the first time we had played them, we had lost um, three to one at home. And uh, we were missing three starters that game. Ten days later, we, we turned around and, and played them again. And we went into that game with the mindset of being down two goals. Um, we knew the tiebreaker situation of, you know, so, so that we could try to get first in the conference. And um, we, we came back healthy and ended up winning that game 5-2, I believe, which then uh, led us to um, put us in the driver's seat for, for taking first in the Eastern Conference, which um, then you know helped us host two two playoff games and then led to the championship game in Whitefish.
0: Yeah, and, and Laurel's a great team as well over there on the eastern side of the state. What did you think about just the strength of Class A girls soccer this year? Because I know Laurel had Maya Mack wrapping up her career this year. I know uh, Whitefish over here in the West, but there were a couple other decent teams over here on the Western side of the state. Just what did you think about sort of the caliber of opposition this year?
8: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, makes me excited for the future um, in, in Class A girls' soccer. Uh, you know, I, I love good competition. Um, it's, it's like iron sharpening iron. You know, it's, it's just going to make um, each other better. So uh, really exciting um, this season, and I hope it continues.
0: Nolan Trafton, billing Central Catholic, joining us after the Rams won the Class A Girls Soccer State title, 2-1 win over Whitefish last weekend. Nolan, who are the players to watch for you this year? I mean, Lauren Dole scored the winner in the state championship. I know Abby Derbyshire had the first goal for you, and I know she had some great stats this year. But just tell me a little bit about your team and the players on your team.
8: Yeah, like I said, seven seniors this year, um, Lauren and Abby – Certainly offensive weapons. Um, Kendall Wall is another great offensive weapon. She um, had her own setback this year. She early on in the preseason um, had a knee injury, uh, fought hard to get back. Um, She was able to join us for the second half of the season and then had an incredible playoff run, uh, really helped the team throughout the playoffs. Uh, Lily Bland is another uh, great senior. She's a center back for us, very physical, plays with no fear. Um, she was just named uh, along with Lauren and Abby to the All-State team um, and, and Kendall as well, and very deserving for, for those seniors. Um, Olivia Tortlot was another senior in goal. Um, she came back from a knee injury last year, um, really fought hard to get back. Uh, but, I mean, man, all 11, all 20, you know, I'm, like I feel comfortable putting anybody on the field um they, these girls work hard they they fight and, and they're excellent soccer players and even better people off the field
0: yeah how have you guys at billing central been able to keep the run going and as you mentioned sort of a little bit of a dry spell for you guys before this year but you guys are now the most successful program in montana soccer history tied with the white fish boys 10 state titles in school history What's it taken to keep that level of success up? And and sort of what are the factors behind that?
8: You know, I I inherited a great program. Um, I'm very lucky with that. You know, most teams wouldn't think that, you know, a three-year title drought is a dry spell. (laughs) But when you have the tradition of success and excellence that is billing Central Girls soccer, um, that three years feels like a long time. Uh, I'm I'm grateful to uh, just simply be a part of it. Like I said, I inherited a great program um, that started uh, about you know two two decades ago with with great success, and um, I'm just very thankful to be a part of it. Very thankful for uh, my assistant coaches that that contribute, and all the players of the past that have led to the success of the program.
0: Sure, and you mentioned seven seniors in the starting lineup this year, which sort of begs the question. I mean. Who do we watch out for next year for the Rams? I mean, what does the team look like next year coming back and trying to defend that state title despite losing as much as you're going to lose in the offseason?
8: Yeah, you you know the the seniors contributed a lot, but on the flip side, there's a great um there's a great young core as well. Um and there's another wave coming in the future. I can I can see it on the horizon and um Maddie Tracy on the back line uh, is really exciting. Sarah Jancesian is exciting. Ava Yates up front. She um, had some injuries this year, but she's uh, definitely going to be a contributing factor in the future. She scores lots of goals. She knows where to be on the field. Um, there's, there's a lot of um, exciting players on this team still.
0: That's the rundown from Nolan Trafton, head coach the Billings Central Catholic Girls soccer team, which won the Class A state title with the 2-1 win over Whitefish last weekend. Nolan, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the state title, and, and thank you for your insight today.
8: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: That wraps up another episode of Soccer and Snow and Smoke, your podcast all about soccer in Montana. From myself, Andrew Houghton, and ESPN Radio Missoula, always a great time talking to the state champion coaches, after another competitive and hotly contested high school soccer season in the Treasure State, my thanks go out to Hellgate boys soccer coach Jay Anderson as well as his captains Henry Pierce, Julio Steyer, and Luca Musco. Also to Bozeman Gallatin head coach Joel Ganey after Joel and the Raptors clinched the first state title in program history. And down in Class A, my thanks to Columbia Falls boys coach O'Brien Bird as well as Billings Central girls coach Nolan Trafton. Just wanted to thank them all once more for taking the time and sharing those memories with me, as well as with all of you across the state. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you by Blackfoot Communications, Canby Tap House and Coffee, and Zootown Sports Cards. Big thank you to all of our sponsors as well. This wouldn't be possible without their support. Stay tuned to Soccer and Snow and Smoke for coverage of this year's FIFA Men's World Cup. I know it's coming; it's right around the corner. We'll have some preview content for you as well as analysis throughout the tournament. This has been Soccer and Snow and Smoke. I'm Andrew Houghton. Thank you for listening.